Hello, everyone. Welcome to High Low with Emrata. Today is Thursday, which means it's an Emrata Asks episode. That is the sole episode we do every Thursday. If you have not listened to the show before, Tuesdays we do an interview. We have a guest on. Thursdays we have the solo episode and also a subscription episode where I play your audio notes. And sometimes we integrate those into this episode as well. I'm planning to do that more and more. So always go to hilo.fm to submit your audio notes. We use them for the episodes. You can hear yourself on the podcast. It helps us build community. I really appreciate when you all go on there. So please do it. And if you want to subscribe to that episode, click the free trial feature on Apple Podcasts to check it out. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So today we're talking about loneliness and I'm interested in this for a bunch of reasons. I feel like we've talked about loneliness a decent amount on the podcast, whether it be about virtual reality and the internet and how that is creating so much loneliness. We've also talked a lot about men and their loneliness. And I feel like it's something I've referenced, but maybe haven't explained enough. And why I'm saying that is because I actually had a friend of mine send me a clip. Well, I heard about it. (laughs) They sent it to a mutual friend. It was two guys, actually. And the guy sent this clip of me um, talking about how men are really lonely to another friend and was kind of like, what's wrong with her? Like, all people are lonely. It's not just men. And I realized that he was taking what I said as if I was making a generalization to make a point about, I was talking about dating and how I think that men are lonely. And I think he was sort of thinking I was just throwing it out there without having a sense of the data behind that. And also the whys, why are men lonelier than women? And what's been kind of going on with this epidemic of loneliness? Because the truth is, there is an epidemic of loneliness and it's genderless and it affects so many different people, but it affects certain cultures and genders more. And there's a lot of data behind that. So I wanted to start by talking about the data behind all of this and then get into a little bit later how we all are being impacted by the times we're living in and why loneliness is such a problem in general. So let's first turn to part one, which is just sort of me explaining to y'all that this is real and that I don't just throw things around, things like men are lonely without actually understanding the data and the whys behind it. So let's talk about some of the statistics about loneliness and depression and college degrees and suicide and just how 
men are doing in general. This is from The Crisis of Men and Boys, an article by David Brooks that came out September 29th. In Canada, boys born into the poorest households are twice as likely to remain poor as their female counterparts. In American schools, boys' academic performance is more influenced by family background than girls' performance. Boys raised by single parents have lower rates of college enrollment than girls raised by single parents. A lot of the programs that are designed to promote social mobility often work for women, but not men. So this is actually the craziest stat. Men are not getting higher education the same way that women are. In 2021, 29.4% of men aged 25 and older had completed a high school diploma or GED as their highest level of educational attainment compared with 26.5% of women aged 25 and older. Men with only a high school diploma, 10 million men, they're not in the labor force anymore. So the biggest drop in employment is among men, young men, aged 25 to 34. Men who entered the workforce in 1983 will earn about 10% less in real terms in their lifetimes than those who started a generation earlier. Over the same period, women's lifetime earnings have increased 33%. So pretty much all of the income gains that middle-class American families have enjoyed since 1970 are just happening because of the increases in women's earnings. Men account for close to three out of every four deaths of despair, suicide, and drug overdoses. For every 100 middle-aged women who died of COVID up to mid-September 2021, there were 184 middle-aged men who died. Prince Harry has talked about the taboo around depression and anxiety with men, even in kind of the over-therapized culture and therapy speak world we live in, I think that there still really is this shame around mental health and masculinity and that, you know, to experience anxiety or depression, it can feel like then you're not being masculine. I felt like I had to like do that as a PSA a little bit around loneliness and men. And I do think that there are a lot of things that we throw out on this podcast that could be seen as generalizations. And I just want to be clear that I'm like doing a lot of thinking about these things and in a loving, caring way. It's not just, oh my God, like men are lonely and they suck. It's like men are lonely and it's scary and that's bad for everyone, which I feel like I've said that a million times, but it can be changed into something else for the headlines or for the little clips that you might see on social. So just wanted to lead with all of that and now talk about the general loneliness and loneliness obviously outside of men and beyond loneliness and my own experiences with loneliness. Recently, we talked about loneliness and pregnancy. It's something that I wrote about, and we talked about it with Ireland Baldwin and Megan Trainer, and the isolating feeling you have of going through that by yourself. And even if you have loving partners and people around you who've gone through pregnancy, the sensation of growing a baby and all the things that come with it, that is something that's you do experience alone. You have to kind of decide what's normal, what's not, you know, how you're feeling and how bad it is. And that can be a really lonely experience. And I think postpartum depression can also be connected to loneliness and that feeling of, oh my God, like I'm so alone in this um, experience of postpartum, your body changing, but then also having a baby to take care of. Your body is also still, if you're breastfeeding, your child is relying on you. And it can just feel really isolating. So that is a time that I've experienced loneliness. But I think in so many ways, and this is segueing into the technology piece of this, we feel more connected than ever, right? Like I meet somebody or I work with someone a couple times. I might 
know about what they ate for breakfast five years later because of social media, which is what you would think would make you feel more connected to the world um, or even the experience of TikTok and the way the algorithm works. You really, you have insight into strangers' lives and there might be a moment where you're like, oh, I feel connected to people. But the loneliness that I think we all are experiencing in the age of the internet is something that you can't really replace with TikToks or by knowing what people are eating because real loneliness comes from a lack of intimacy. And the internet is the antithesis of intimacy and even of vulnerability. I think that it's when people are quote unquote vulnerable on the internet, just because they're posting it innately, it becomes about performance and you lose that that real connection you have when you tell somebody about yourself or what you're experiencing in your life one-on-one or in person. So I think the internet has really isolated us. And obviously, when you talk about all these numbers and statistics around men and loneliness, I think you have to talk about porn and like the way that, you know, people are seeing more and more sex and more sex than they've probably ever seen and younger than they've ever seen it. But I mean, Gen Z is having less sex than other generations. And, you know, I think so much of real intimacy again and connection is lost with sex because of the way we are introduced to sex through porn. So as much as like there's this kind of overexposure of connection to human beings and to feeling like there's just the world is so big and there's, you know, 8 billion people out there and you can look up anybody you meet and find so much information about them really quickly, it doesn't make you feel less lonely. There's just this undeniable contradiction that exists between living in this hyper-connected, always on, always sharing world and then feeling like you're completely alone and on an island. Um, There was a really funny TikTok I saw. It was like a TikTok that went viral. It had like 2 million likes or something. So like 24 million views. And it was somebody talking about being outside and like showing all this stuff. And you have to embrace life. You have to get out there and find people you love and enjoy our planet. And then it was a cut to and it was just like somebody watching it in the dark of their bed and like with a screen light lighting up their face and I do think that is kind of a perfect illustration of what so much of our experience of it is on the internet and I think that I have a lot of social media friends that I never connect to beyond responding to each other's stories and They don't really have a sense of who I am. And that can also even almost make you feel more lonely because you're like, oh, there's these people that I have these really like superficial connections with that leaves me lacking. It's almost like worse to have a taste of that intimacy and then such a a longing for more. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So let's talk about why loneliness is so bad for us. It's it really loneliness is a problem right now, and we're going to get into what the CDC says. There have been studies that prove that social isolation significantly increases a person's risk of premature death from 
all causes, a risk that may rival those of smoking, obesity, and physical inactivity. So loneliness is as serious as those. Social isolation was associated with about a 50% increased risk of dementia. So your brain kind of like rots. Poor social relationships characterized by social isolation or loneliness was associated with 29 increased risk of heart disease and a 32% increased risk of stroke. Loneliness was associated with higher rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide, which we know already. Loneliness among heart failure patients was associated with a nearly four times increased risk of death, 68% increased risk of hospitalization, and 57% increased risk of emergency department visits. So it's pretty incredible how, you know, we are social creatures and our body responds to the lack of social interaction and intimacy. I just want to say this has been kind of a depressing episode, but I want to get into how we can battle loneliness, which is incredibly common. I want to remind us all of COVID when we were really, truly isolated. And that was a time period where everyone was stuck at home, maybe with people that you, your family who you love, but maybe you don't want to spend that much time with or whatever else. I think it was tough on a lot of relationships. And it was one of the hardest parts of COVID was obviously we're dealing with a pandemic, but loneliness was really such an issue. But I remember finding different creative ways to connect to people. One of my friends, we would FaceTime and basically have FaceTime dates, which really helped. And I think that there are ways that technology does help us connect to people. I think text relationships can be really beautiful if you get to that point where you're comfortable enough with somebody to just sort of write all these things and be open with them. Again, that's the flip side of technology is that it can be a tool to connect. When we were practicing social distancing, many of our social connections and networks declined. But that's not the only excuse for not making new friends. There's been a lot of research about how as you get older and you leave school, you're less likely to meet new people, which I find incredibly depressing because my whole life I felt like, you know, I don't want to peak in high school. I want the world to feel big. I want to meet more and more people. And whenever I feel depressed or lonely, it's because the world feels too small and you know that there aren't possibilities of meeting other people and I don't just mean romantically I mean in any way when you know you're like oh god everyone knows each other I hate that and I want to feel like there are worlds that I can tap into that can be really difficult and it's interesting people during the pandemic were searching like how and where where do I find friends of course you know when you're in school and you're in these environments where you know you're with people your age and you're growing up and you're building the foundation of your socialization like i'm thinking about slide being two at preschool and starting to make friends and building those connections and you do that more and more and then you kind of basically studies have shown you plateau but i would like to believe that that's not true and while i have a lot of friends who are very old friends i also have close friends who I met 10 years ago as a young adult living in New York or friends, just actually the person that I was talking about FaceTiming during the pandemic, I'd met them maybe a year before shutdown. And she's one of my closest friends now. So I think you have to be really 
open to putting yourself out there. I think that a big part of this is that we don't want to admit that we harden in a way and we get a little lazy. We don't, we want to kind of protect our identities and who we are. And we might feel like it's too much work to introduce yourself to new people and show them who you are. But I think that can be so important. And I also think friends of friends and just a general curiosity about people is such a good Thing to have in your life. Even if you think like, oh, that person isn't for me or I'm not for them, go and have a drink with them with your mutual friend or do the thing. And the worst thing that happens is you get home and you're like, that kind of wasn't for me and you'll never do it again. But those experiences also can really help build an identity for yourself, which can be so great. And the more you understand yourself, the more you're likely to meet people who you will connect to, which I think is also really important. I also, this is controversial and I'm sure not everybody agrees with this. I do think living in cities is really nice. You just by default interact with human beings more. It's one of the reasons that I moved from LA. I felt LA was very lonely. You get in a car, you don't step outside and see people. You go to a restaurant, you sit at your table and that's that. You don't get to meet random people in the same way you do in New York. I recommend if you're lucky enough to live in a city and have the resources, get a dog. You walk your dog, you talk to more people, you can go to the dog park. There's like ways to interact in that way. It's also true as we get older, we lose friends. And we've talked about that in another episode. And I think that there's sort of an attitude of, you know, quality over quantity, which is a good thing. It's like you don't want to have a million friends that you don't feel close to. And it's really nice to have a tight knit inner circle of friends. I certainly have that. But it's also really important to continue to grow and feel curious about the world and feel curious about other people. I think the thing, what I hope to achieve with this episode, right, is A, to say loneliness is real and it's so common. We all experience loneliness at least once in our life. And the way that we are talking about men and loneliness is really scary. And we need to allow men to talk about being lonely more and their mental health. And the truth is, is we all are craving connections. You can be too cool or say, oh, I don't like, or maybe even just feel really insecure. Like, I just don't think enough people will like me. But I think the thing to realize is that we're all human beings and we all actually really want to connect to each other. And we're all feeling these things, either like, I don't need any new friends that might just come out of a deep insecurity of like, nobody's going to like me. But loneliness is a real thing. And I think it's more prevalent than ever and in a different in-your-face way where the whole world feels at the tip of your fingers, but also has never been farther, which is something that generations before us didn't experience. Thank you all for listening. I feel like I had to get all of that about men and loneliness off my chest to clarify what I say and what I mean when I talk about men and loneliness, but also I just wanted to talk about normalizing loneliness and accepting that we do crave connections and trying to find ways to appreciate that that's something we all share have more intimacy. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. I'd love to hear from all of you about your experiences with loneliness, making friends as an adult. Talk to me about the most intimate relationships you have, whether it be with a family member or with a close friend. How did you meet them? How did you build that kind of close connection? 
And do you have any tips for feeling more connected or making more connections when lonely, like I did about getting a dog? I also have the subscriber-only episode each week where I get to hear from all of you and use these audio notes. So please go to hilo.fm to submit your audio notes and use the free trial button on Apple to subscribe to the podcast and take a listen. I really love um, hearing from all of you. If you subscribe also, by the way, you can get ad-free versions of all the interviews and ass episodes, and that's all for less than a dollar a week. So it's a good deal. Thank you so much for listening. Excited to hear from all of you. There's also a hotline, 42HILO4. And yeah, you could also use the hashtag HILO. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or at HILO.FM, and I will see you all on Tuesday. Hilo with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Radikowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh. <laughs>